We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling our credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 3125 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, $749.99, 0% APR. One offer per account. Hello everyone, welcome to the debut edition of the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I will be the host throughout the season for the Fantasy Football Beat and each week I will be joined by an NFL beat reporter to break down one of the biggest games of the week. On the week one edition I'm going to be joined by Drew Davison who covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Star-Telegram. We're going to be discussing the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football and taking a deep look into what we expect to happen in the games. We'll be looking at the current injury reports, the team news. Of course, we'll be talking about Ezekiel Elliott. And we'll be looking at the key players and key matchups that we expect to decide the game. After I talk to Drew, I'm going to take a few moments uh, to recap what we discussed and use some of the road of his apps to look a little bit deeper into uh, what I expect uh, from a fantasy perspective for this upcoming game on Sunday Night Football, which should be a fascinating encounter. 
So many great apps up on rotaviz.com and I uh, can't recommend them highly enough and uh, later on in the show you'll hear me using some of them to uh, break down the games. Hopefully it'll give you a little bit of an insight as well into what the tools can produce. Uh, Rotaviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. You can visit the site at rotaviz.com and I'll be telling you later on in the show how you can save 30% off a subscription to an NFL pass just for listening into the podcast. I'm recording this on Friday and of course the season did start on Thursday with Thursday Night Football. So the season is here and uh, I love the NFL season for so many different reasons. One of those being fantasy football, another being getting to watch the games, getting to talk a little bit more about the games, finding out what our thoughts of the preseason turn into reality as the season progresses and the different bits and pieces of that. Another reason that I really love uh, the NFL is down to the fact that uh, it's a lot more fun when you have a little bit of action on the game and today's show is brought to you by MyBookie and I'm excited to have my book as part of the show not just as a sponsor but because they are the bookmaker that i use the sports book that i use to place my wagers each and every week during the nfl season I've used many options over the seasons, uh, but last year I switched to MyBookie and uh, I really stuck firm with them. And for the 2017 season, they are the only site that I will use. And their website is mybookie.ag. They have everything you need fast payouts, in game live betting, and an all new mobile app. And uh, the most rewarding player perks in the business. I just can't recommend them enough. It's where I go to place all my wagers. And, you know, living here in Ireland, there's lots of options. Uh, you can pretty much bet in any street corner, but. I just want to have it touching my fingers, uh, be able to do it quickly in the game and in live betting and you know so many markets they have to choose from. So it is week one, there's no more perfect time to be getting uh, extra money uh, free of charge, 100% bonus and whatever you top up by to start off your account. Rotobeat is the code, this is the fantasy football beat, the code is Rotobeat. So sign up, use the pro- promo code Rotobeat to activate the offer and uh, get your 100% bonus at the best sports book that you can use online. At the time of recording, the Dallas Cowboys at home are a four-point favourite in this game. The money line has them at minus 200, and the over-under is set at 47.5. I'll be giving my uh, prediction as we uh, go through our conversation with Drew at the end of that. We'll both give our predictions on how we think the game will go, but at this moment in time... Uh, for the outright win, I'm leaning with the Cowboys, but I have a, a feeling that, in particular, dep- my my overall pick will depend on Odell Beckham and his status come game time. But if Beckham plays, I think they should cover that plus four, and I would I would be leaning on the the Giants plus four at minus one ten uh, against the uh, against the spread. There, I think that is a, an intriguing bet at this moment in time. I'm very curious though to see what Drew has to say, and uh, maybe that'll add into uh, influence what my overall prediction will be. And I'm curious to see what Drew thinks, so uh, let's get straight into it right now. Let's get Drew on the show. I'm delighted to welcome to the show now Drew Davison. Drew covers the Cowboys for the Star-Telegram. We're going to be talking about Sunday night football against the New York Giants. They come to Dallas this week, so there's lots and lots to talk about. Uh, firstly, Drew, thanks for jumping aboard the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I was- Oh, he's uh, uh, Obviously, uh, with the game, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll leave Zeke just a little moment. We'll run through the injury reports first as we look at this game. There's a lot of names on it for both sides. If you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, we have offensive lineman Chaz Green. He has a minor ankle sprain. He is likely to play, also likely to play, defensive end Tyrone Crawford. He has an ankle sprain. Cornerback Jordan Lewis, hamstring, unlikely to play this week. 
Uh, cornerback Chaddy Awuzi is a hamstring strain. He is likely to play. And then you have Ryan Switzer, who when you talked to me earlier this offseason, you talked about the, the possibility of him having a, a role as the season progressed for the Cowboys. He is questionable for Sunday. And Xavier Woods as well, questionable with a hamstring. Uh, out of those guys, any of those guys that uh, you know you think you expect to definitely sit out and then any of them that you think uh, are definitely going to roll this Sunday? Uh, yeah, I, I think the only guy who, who probably won't play that you listed is Jordan Lewis, the cornerback, the second-round pick, or excuse me, third-round pick out of Michigan. Uh, he is still uh, nursing his way back, and, and the Cowboys are going to play cautious with him. You know, they don't want to push him and rush him back for one game and, and potentially lose him for the entire season. So it doesn't look like Jordan Lewis will play. Uh, but Ryan Switzer, another guy who had hamstring issues, he should be good to go. Uh, it looks like he's all cleared, as well as Shadobi uh, Awuja and, and uh, Xavier Woods. They also had some hamstring issues, uh, but they should play Sunday night. And, uh, and Chaz Green uh, looks like he's going to start at left guard. So Chaz Green should be good to go. And, and the Cowboys are pretty much healthy outside of like I said, Jordan Lewis and uh, linebacker Anthony Hitchens out with with a knee injury. But uh, for the most part, the Cowboys will pretty much be at full strength. Yeah, and obviously at the start of the season, it's never good to see those hamstring strains appear, and they tend to tend to linger as the season progresses. So we'll see uh, as the season goes on if uh, any of these guys continue to be affected. But uh, you're always better, as you mentioned with Jordan Lewis, to to give it a, that extra week or two if it, if it is necessary. On the New York on the New York Giants side of the ball, uh, Odell Beckham, we all know he is a ankle sprain. He is questionable to play for Sunday. It's going to be a game time decision. There's some reports in that he will play, others and he won't play. So it's one of those that's really up in the air at this moment in time. Uh, linebacker Keenan Robinson has a concussion. He's questionable to play. It's unlikely at this point that he will suit up. Cornerback Eli Apple has an ankle sprain. Questionable to play on Sunday. Wide receiver Branton Marshall's shoulder. Questionable to play as well, but I, I expect Marshall to line up. Defensive tackle Jay Bromley has a knee uh, issue and he is questionable and uh, cornerback Michael Hunter concussion questionable for Sunday as well wide receiver Travaris King also ankle injury questionable to play out of those obviously Odell Beckham is the the key concern Branton Marshall I'd expect him to, to battle it on through and Eli Apple obviously drafted last year very very early in the draft by the Giants of those three uh, they would be the most notable is there any other ones that you think are of note and uh, do you expect them um, three guys to, to line up for the Giants against the Cowboys this weekend yeah, I mean, the, the, those are clearly the big names. And, and you know, the, the biggest being Odell Beckham Jr. And the Cowboys uh, are preparing as though he's going to play. And, and you know, you kind of have to, uh, given his talent level. And Des Bryant, not that, you know, he has any inside knowledge with the Giants medical staff or anything like that. But he did say he talked to Odell Beckham uh, earlier this week. And, and certainly Odell Beckham's planning on playing and, and as Des Bryant says, he's kind of the heart and soul of the Giants. So, uh, so it looks like Odell Beckham will at least give it a go. Now, whether he's a hundred percent and truly his uh, his usual self remains to be seen. But uh, signs right now are pointing toward uh, Beckham playing. Yeah, and we'll be talking more about the wide receiver matchups in just a little moment. But I guess we better uh, talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously. He was suspended for six games. He did uh, appeal, and with the appeals process, he is now allowed to play in week one. But after this, he is scheduled to miss the next six games uh, following it. But with that there, with the way the Players Association are involved, with Ezekiel Elliott and his team expected to take this further, uh, how do you see it? Firstly, 
uh, playing out as the season goes on? Uh, do you expect him to just uh, be missing now from week two onwards? And then, of course, uh, his impact on uh, his availability for this Cowboys team uh, on Sunday Night Football? Yeah, I mean, we, we should know more uh, later today, uh, Friday afternoon here in Texas. The the judge at a, at a court in Texas is supposed to uh, rule whether or not he'll give a temporary restraining order on that six-game suspension or not. So we will know more uh, uh, about Ezekiel Elliott going forward, but they certainly, the NFLPA and Ezekiel Elliott, uh, appear to be uh, determined to fight this all the way through the court system and exhaust all their legal options. So uh, certainly don't expect this to, to end uh, anytime soon. With that being said, uh Ezekiel Elliott uh, is available this week. It looks good that the Cowboys expect him to be ready to go. The Giants were the one team, you know, who really gave Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys running game fits last year. Uh, but certainly Ezekiel Elliott will be ready to go. It's a big question of whether or not, you know, he'll be available the following week at Denver and thereafter. But uh, but we are waiting on this legal proceeding, and, and regardless of what happens with this, uh, we, we still got weeks and months of, of litigation, it looks like, left. Yeah, it, it always, and we'll, it will drag on and drag on. I'm sure by the end of it, we'll be uh, all sick and tired of t- talking about the process. But when we talk about Zeke, you mentioned there that the the, uh, the Giants slowed down this Cowboys uh, run game last year. And with that run game being slowed down, they really slowed down everything, as we'll talk about now as we go through the key matchups. But with Zeke uh, in the lineup, do you expect us to see exactly the same game plan as we've seen from the Cowboys in 2016, you know, based around the run then some play action, getting Dak maybe scrambling out of the pocket. I was surprised we didn't see Prescott rush as much last year as I thought he would as a rookie. Do you think we'll see him uh, take some more yards on the ground this year? Yeah, I definitely do. And, and also, on, on you know, the the, the Cowboys will plan. Uh, I mean, their plan's not going to change. Now, whether Ezekiel Elliott's eventually suspended or not, they're still going to try and establish the run, like you said, and, and really uh, use their offensive line, their biggest strength, to wear down defenses and kind of keep their defense off the field. So uh, the plan would be to hand Ezekiel the ball uh, as often as possible. And, and the Cowboys would also like to get them more involved in the passing game. They feel like that's an area they didn't really utilize as much as they could have a year ago. Uh, but and then you know, like you said, Dak Prescott, he, he has that zone read ability to, to use his feet and gain some yards on the ground. The Cowboys certainly uh, are, are open to him running and getting yardage that way. Uh, but with that being said, they certainly don't want him him to expose himself to too many big hits. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree entirely with uh, all that you mentioned as well. The O line, I guess we'll jump into some of that now. And uh, again. The, you know, the trenches is often overlooked by people who play fantasy football or who just watch football casually, but it is a key. You know, if you lose the game in the trenches, often uh, you'll lose the game then overall as well. So, Lyle Collins is going to start uh, his first game at right tackle in the NFL. Uh, so, it's going to be a challenging one. Not only will it occur in a, in a divisional contest in week one, he's really going to be up against it now, but he's facing two of the best edge rushers in the NFL, Olivia Vernon and Justin Pierre-Paul. How do you see, uh, how do you see him fitting in here in the Cowboys O-line as they, as they make some adjustments this uh, season? Well, I, I think he's made a pretty good adjustment so far. And, and Lael Collins, he is, his dominant hand is his left hand, so the biggest uh, adjustment for him has been 
kind of having his outside hand be the non-dominant hand, kind of his punching hand is now his right hand, which is in his dominant hand. And, and playing left guard and, and left tackle in college, he was kind of used to having his dominant hand be the punch punch hand on the outside. So that's been the biggest adjustment. But so far, you know, he's held his own and, and looked pretty dang good. Uh, you know, he, he certainly played well in the preseason game against Oakland. Uh, he, he was called for three penalties, which uh, clearly will kill the Cowboys if it happens going forward. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, he contained Khalil Mack, one of the biggest uh, main pass rushers in the in the game. Uh, you know, he, he fared pretty well against them. So, certainly that was a positive sign. And, and like you said, he'll, he'll get tested this week with, with Vernon and, and Pierre Paul and, and the Giants, you know, ha- have one of the best defenses in the league. So, certainly, uh, Lael Collins will get challenged right off the bat. Yeah, and uh, then in the other offensive line, looking for the Giants, uh, Eric Flowers is starting there for uh, for the Giants at left tackle. And over the last two seasons, he has pretty much struggled as bad as anyone uh, in the NFL. Uh, since 2015, he's led the league, allowing 128 pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. So he's obviously uh, not helping Eli Manning out in a huge way there. The Cowboys don't have a great pass rush, but their best defensive end and Demarcus Lawrence is likely to see a lot of flowers this week. Do you think that's a key area that the, the Cowboys on defense are going to really try and uh, ramp up the pressure on Eric Flowers? Oh, without a question. And, you know, when when you look at the Giants' offensive line, they're not very strong across the board, a very mediocre unit, uh, especially compared to what they go against every day in practice uh, against the Cowboys' offensive line. So they really need to get home, get to the quarterback, and and that's been the biggest issue for the Cowboys uh, these last two years, especially the reason they've been one and done their last two playoff trips against the Packers, they weren't really able to get enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So uh, they, this is a game where, you know, they can get some confidence and really build some confidence early on this year uh, if they're able to have success against a Giants line that they should match up fairly well against because, you know, they're not going to have, uh, you know, this, this sort of opportunity every week. So, uh, they they need Demarcus Lawrence and Tyrone Crawford and and the rookie Taco Charlton to kind of show something early on this year. Yeah, and if you're looking at this game over the last two seasons uh, or over the last season, sorry, the Cowboys uh, went on a huge winning streak between losing in Week One against the Giants and then losing to them again later in the season. But again, lost twice. Uh, the Giants did sweep them last year, so there's going to be a huge emphasis on this game, obviously for the Cowboys, and uh, there would be anyway with it being such a big game Week One and a divisional rival. But that is a key area I think could be a cont- part of the contest that the, the Cowboys should win. Uh, obviously, then moving on to uh, uh, the wide receiver position for the Cowboys, Des Bryant. There has been talk over the last uh, couple of months in particular among certain circles, uh, myself included, I've mentioned it, that Des has had struggles against some uh, top cornerbacks uh, in the NFL. In the, the two games last season, he saw 14 tackles, was only able to catch two for a combined 18 yards. Uh, Generous Jenkins followed him mostly in those two games and uh, Jenkins had a, a forced fumble in that an interception as well so really uh, he had a dominant display in those two games and the Giants uh, defense over the season was a really really strong point for them how do you see Dez and Janoris this week I think it'll be a, a matchup where Janoris Jenkins follows Dez around the field do you see he, him having any uh, trouble against him uh, it, it kind of sometimes I find it's hard for Dez to, to beat press coverage right yeah well and, and certainly I think the Giants will probably stick to that plan since it worked so well last year. I mean, 
like you said, Des had one catch in each game, and, and this is a guy, you know, who hasn't been hit the thousand yard receiving mark the last couple seasons. So the Cowboys are hoping that he's healthy and can kind of get back to that elite form. And uh, you know, certainly Des, you know, talked to the reporters today. Did not really, <laughs> fairly understandably, but because of how forgettable his games were against the Giants last year, but didn't really want to talk about it, said it's the new season and, and he's ready to go healthy. Uh, but, and, you know, he, he needs to find ways to get open against Janoris Jenkins, especially uh, if the Cowboys struggle to establish the run like they did last year because, uh, you know, he, he is a home run threat. He's a guy, you know, who, who the defense is going to have to account for and uh, and on that interception, Des did call and slip down, but still uh, the fumble was a very costly play as well. So Des Bryant will be motivated not only uh, to kind of avenge his, his poor outings last year, but also to show that he's still among the elite receivers in the game. Yeah, and that's uh, obviously one that he's going to be uh, chomping at the bit to get out there. And the wide receivers, are, are including Jason Witten in this, are going to have to be able to catch balls uh, at key points in this game because uh, they are obviously going to, the Giants, that is, are going to focus on stopping the run. And they have been quite stout against the run, in particular. I meant how, mentioned how good they were last season. Cole Beasley is another option, uh, you know, as a pass catcher. He's going to be playing in the slot. And I think, you know, he's somebody who is, uh, kind of sneaks under the radar quite a lot. He led the Cowboys last year with a career high of 75 catches, 833 yards. So I think he could be targeted in the kind of short game, the intermediate game a lot in this game by Dak. If the uh, Dez matchup proves to be a tough one, do you think uh, Beasley against Dominic rogers Camardi can be somewhere where the, the Cowboys can win in this game? Yeah, I, I certainly think so. And I, and I think, you know, the, the Cowboys will, will stick to their game plan of trying to pound the ball and then, you know, maybe hitting, like you said, on, on Cole Beasley on some of the underneath stuff. And, and Cole Beasley's, you know, got the quickness and kind of uh, a really good football instinct in finding the holes and in, in the gaps in the defense, and and we saw that last year. So if they're able to kind of get the running game going and find Cole Beasley underneath, then maybe that'll open up some shots down the field. But uh, I, I definitely expect Cole Beasley to get targeted uh, often by by Dak Prescott, especially like you said, when, when Dez is going up against one of the better corners in Janoris Jenkins, uh, Beasley's the guy, as well as Witten, who, who should be able to use their leverage and, and find some holes in that defense. Um, with Beasley as well, he's somebody that I've likened in the past to uh, maybe a, a lighter version of uh, Julian Edelman. I think a, a lot of similarities in, in those two games. Uh, looking then onto the the Giants, and last season they played a huge amount of their uh, receiver sets as three wide receivers. Ninety percent of their plays been three wide receiver uh, sets, and uh, this year they've kind of bolstered some of the offensive weapons. They have Brandon Marshall coming in. I mentioned he is on the injury report, but uh, expected to play this weekend. They signed Red Ellison as a tight end. They drafted Evan Ingram very very high, so they've tried to kind of diversify that offense. I think in this game in particular too, you mentioned I mentioned with Flowers and the trouble they could have there. I think Eli will be trying to get the ball out of his hands very quickly so we'll see a lot of kind of shorter passes to Brandon Marshall I think we'll see a lot of Vereen as well is that something that you would agree with and with them playing a lot of three wide receiver sets how do you think that the the Cowboys are going to try and cope with that from a kind of schematic point of view yeah I mean certainly the Cowboys could play more nickel and and they really like uh Chidobi the the second round pick out of Colorado uh 
if he's able, you know, they use Byron Jones a lot to cover tight ends, especially the Rob Gronkowski's and kind of the the uh, the, the the those sort of flex tight ends that can line up outside and, and whatnot, kind of like what Evan Ingram could be for the Giants. So uh, they used Byron Jones a lot in that situation last year, but they feel like Jadobi Awuja can can kind of fill that role and allow Byron Jones to play more of a true center field safety type position. So that'll be an interesting uh, uh, thing to watch and, and see if if the Cowboys kind of do that and give Awuja uh, the, the Ingram assignment for most of the game. Uh, or, or if they'll kind of revert to what they did last year and have Jones kind of come down and, and guard the tight end, but, uh, but I certainly think you know this is a defense that's, that it's going to start up front. You know, maybe they, you know, Rod Marinelli is not a huge blitzer, but maybe he takes a little more chances uh, because of this offensive line and, and the ability to maybe rattle Eli Manning and, and force some errant throws. And uh, obviously, we've kind of talked through a lot of the different key aspects of the game. What I think will be key aspects. Is there any that we haven't touched on that you think can be key influences on how the game will be uh, be, be decided? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think one, and it's kind of a cliche, but you know, these games, five of the last seven, I believe, have been decided by three points or less. Uh, so the field goal kicking is going to, uh, you, you know, be pretty critical, and, and I think that's where the Cowboys have the edge with a guy like Dan Bailey, one of the most accurate kickers in, in league history, uh, where the Giants are going with with uh, Al Aldrich Rosas. Rosas uh, you know, a guy who's never played. So that certainly uh, could could be a deciding factor when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's all, always interesting. And you'll experience a Dan Bailey playing at home as well. And, you know, outside of Justin Tucker, I think uh, Dan Bailey is up there as the, the best uh, kicker in the NFL. I would have him up in the top three most certainly. Now to finish it all up, to round it all out nicely, I'm going to ask you for your prediction. I think with Ezekiel Elliott's presence this week, I think it's going to be just enough to probably push the Cowboys over the line. Still the concern up in the air with Odell Beckham's status. I think if Beckham was playing I might uh, and he was healthy, I might have a, a lean here towards the uh, Giants winning this one. But I think it's going to be very tight. I think it's going to go down to the final possession. As you mentioned, it's been another three-point game. I'm going 24-21 to 21 for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think it'll be a very close one like you mentioned. How do you see it uh, all finishing up this, this Sunday night? Yeah, we're we're very similar uh, score wise. I mean, I, I also think it's going to be a three point game. I think playing at home helps the Cowboys. I think the whole situation with Ezekiel Elliott, he's going to have some pent up frustration that he's going to try and uh, take out on the Giants with everything going on with him and the suspension. So uh, I think there's going to be a little more field goals than touchdowns. So I got the Cowboys taking it twenty three twenty. Yeah, so very, very close in the way we're looking at this one. So we'll see how it goes on Sunday Night Football. Drew, it has been a pleasure talking to you on the show. For the listeners, you can follow Drew on Twitter, at Drew Davison. He is the Dallas Cowboys beat reporter for the Star-Telegram. Drew, thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Once again, thanks to Drew for joining me on the show. Really enjoyed having him on to talk Cowboys and Giants. In just a little moment, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into what we discussed using some of the apps on rotoviz.com. The season may have started, but it's still a fantastic time to sign up for a Rotoviz NFL Pass, which you can get right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only and is available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it supports the pod. Again, 
Be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. So 30% off uh, just for listening to the podcast. So head on over there and get signed up and get using some of the fantastic tools that we have at rotoviz.com. Going to run through a few of them now as I do a little bit more. Looking into the stuff that we uh, talked there with Drew, I'm going to talk a little bit about OBJ and my thoughts on if he plays, he misses out there. What I think a key element in play-action passing is going to be related to in this game. And then some of uh, the players I think that could be best ball values this week. So starting off with Odell Beckham, it is 50-50 as I record this on Friday if he will play. It's very hard to... If he does play, I certainly don't think he's going to be anywhere near at 100%. So if you do have him and you are stuck in a bind after drafting him in the first round, if you're fantasy drafter or if you've been in a dynasty league and you're stuck in a bind and have to play him this week, I guess you can put him in your lineup. He's somebody who, even though... Uh, I have in quite a few leagues if I have an option to uh, play somebody maybe in one of those earlier games because if you wait to Sunday night football and you have a case then where you have Odell and you have to try and pick somebody up with a waiver wire if Odell doesn't play to fit in there's two games on Monday night football remember this week with it being week one but it's just uh, too much to be up in the air I'd rather have somebody playing in those early games and see what we do with Odell Beckham in week two week three week four as we move forward he'll be an instant starter once we know that he is healthy but it's always a concern I think that he will suit up, but I don't think that he's going to have a full majority of snaps, and I don't think he'd be quite as effective uh, as, as we would expect him to be. So he's somebody that, uh, if, if I have him on my roster, I think he will be sitting for me this week. Again, we have two days uh, coming up here to find out a little bit more news about that uh, ankle injury. If he doesn't play, obviously Branton Marshall gets an uptick in uh, what he's expected to do. Evan Ingram, obviously, as a rookie tight end. I don't expect a lot from rookies coming in. He is somebody, though, who is uh, very, very athletically gifted, so we'll see if he gets an uptick. But I think uh, in this game, it's Branton Marshall and also Sterling Shepard who will get that uh, you know, increase in touches as the game progresses. I think, too, you know, a lot of people only in the last two or three weeks people have started to talk again about Shane Vereen. I think Shane Vereen is going to be very heavily involved because we talked about the situation with Eric Flowers at left tackle for the Giants. I think he's going to be under a lot of pressure early and often in this one. I think they're going to try and get the ball out of Eli's hand as quick as possible. So, again, Branton Marshall possibly playing in the slot. Sterling Shepard will have some role in there. Likely to be playing more so on the outside Shepard, though. But I think between the combination of the two of them, I think we'll see a lot of short passing. And then, of course, Vereen being sprinkled in. Perkins is the starting running back for the Giants, but I expect uh, Vereen to uh, catch five or six passes in this one. On the other side of the ball, I mentioned play action, and it uh, was in relation to the Cowboys' offense. I think it is key for the Cowboys in this game to get that play action passing going. We mentioned, you know, getting the run game going when we were talking with Drew there, and obviously you want to get Dak uh, comfortable, try and get him moving about, maybe scramble out of the pocket a little bit, uh, get some short passes going off play action to help build up his confidence as we move into the game. I think the part of this is will be key if you're in play action. Obviously, maybe look for Dez on a deep shot, but more likely than not, it's going to be to Cole Beasley or to Jason. Witten. Witten still continues to do it uh, even as he uh, rakes up uh, the years as he moves forward but he, uh, I think he has an opportunity in this here to uh, become the, the Cowboys uh, all-time leading uh, in yards uh, in this game so we'll see uh, if he does that. I think maybe 47 yards is what's needed so we'll be tuning in uh, to see if he breaks Michael Irvin's record in this one but I, I think those are the two key players for me in this more so than Dez I think Dez's matchup with Jenkins is going to be a tough one for them I think they'll try obviously and do what they can with Zeke but I think Whitten and Cole Beasley if they can win their matches it can be uh, you know a, a huge advantage there for the Cowboys 
the one place where the Giants defense was exploited in 2016 was on play action passes uh, in particular uh, on, on which they allowed 9.3 yards per play on play action was the fourth worst in the league and then uh, on uh, non-play action passes they allowed just 5.2 yards so those, uh, that was the second best in the league so there's quite a big difference 3.6 yards per play which is uh, doesn't sound like a lot but when you average it over a season is quite a large amount last year the Cowboys ran uh, 24% play action passes it was the third highest rate in the league so it was pretty successful as well with 8.8 yards per play which was 8 in the NFL so I think this is a key element and again if the Giants can stop the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott like they did last year can stop them trying to get that run game going it's very hard then to have successful play action game but if they can get Ezekiel Elliott going early in the game in that first quarter get uh, get him moving with the ball and then they can work off some of those play action passes and short passes as well similar to the Giants I think they'll try and get some you know uh, five to ten yard passes going there again I mentioned with Cole Beasley and Jason Witten you're probably finding a theme here as I mentioned Witten and Cole Beasley that they may be uh, in, in my best ball uh, buys of the week coming up here in just a little moment but you'll be looking through and you might be surprised then when I'm talking I think it's gonna be a low scoring game as I mentioned and Drew thought it was going to be more low scoring than I think it's going to be so we're looking at a game where you know it's in my opinion it's definitely going to go under the 47 and a half that is set in Vegas and obviously if Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't play I think it's going to be even lower and it's going to drop down again but I think uh, it's going to be a tough game for both quarterbacks and this one I think we'll see a lot of uh, you know long drives a time being chewed up on the clock running the ball from both sides short passes just getting those first downs uh, racking up first downs and, and speeding up the clock and uh, just running down time as it goes forward and with that in mind looking at the GLSP app on rollerbiz.com uh, the game level similarity projections model uh, looking at Dak Prescott He's somebody that the model was uh, very pe- pessimistic on this week and uh, pretty much all the apps on the uh, site ac- uh, concur with this one. His range of outcomes is one of the lowest for uh, quarterbacks in the NFL meriting uh, starting this week. So uh, particularly in single, if you're in two quarterback leagues, uh, all well and good starting Dak, but in single quarterback leagues this week against that Giants defense, it's something that I just uh, will not be doing uh, under no consideration. So I'd be sitting Dak this week uh, in pretty much all formats. Moving then into the wide receivers, you're looking at uh, Cole Beasley. I think he's going to have a healthy dose of targets. I think pretty much, I think six targets is his floor. I think, and you're looking at uh, ten targets as his ceiling. So I think I think there's a, a healthy opportunity there for him. I think it's going to be a key element of the game. And that uh, Cole Beasley is a player this week that I'm very very interested in starting. If you look at his targets last year against the Giants, he had seven in Week 14, 12 in Week one. He did catch uh, twelve of those nineteen passes he had uh, 105 yards and uh, I think to be honest with uh, that there uh, aspect of it it was quite disappointing to finish with uh, that low yardage total but I think again again we're going to see between that uh, 7 and 12 uh, targets for him and I think we'll see a healthy catch rate out of that too I think he's going to be a key element to the game plan for the Dallas Cowboys uh, in week one Looking at one more player on the app, it's Jason Witten, and you're looking at what he is a possibility to do this week. If you're looking at his floor in PPR leagues, it's uh, averaging up here at 6.2 for uh, PPR, and uh, that is his floor all the way then up to 13.8. And, uh, you know, with the app and with how it projects, I think I think that their 13.8 is a more realistic expectation than the 6.2. I think we'll see him get in the range of uh, 7 to 9 targets, and I think, you know, with him getting those short intermediate routes and with the Giants tendency last season to struggle a little bit against play action I think we'll see Witten uh, catch uh, a nice amount of balls I think we, I haven't tar- I haven't t- penciled in uh, in my projections here for six catches 
for 57 yards and you know when you have Jason Witten you're always likely to get in the end zone so looking forward to this week and we're talking about players to start in baseball or players you know even in redraft I'm starting Jason Witten in quite a number of leagues this week I've Cole Beasley slotted in, in a few as well somewhere else that I've uh, a lot of I've drafted a lot of Jason Witten over the the last three or four days has been draft I've been playing on draft leagues this off season. I, I downloaded the app I have it on my phone play it uh, you know two or three drafts a week is going to be my uh, outlay for the season i had a lot of mfl 10 drafts over the uh, off season i'm in a lot of season long leagues and then uh, and quite a number of dynasty leagues so then for a little bit of fun just adding it into the sunday another element uh, just to add a little bit in a best ball league from time to time and i'm going to sign up for two or three each and every week on draft on that mobile app you can also get them online by just going to playdraft.com sign up and uh, play anytime you want they are best ball leagues but pretty much like an mfl 10 league where you just set it and forget it but it's done based on the format of a snake draft so rather than your usual dfs where you go in you have a salary cap and you pick out your team set them up this one is done by snake draft so over and back we go over and back we go again pick your team and that's all you have to do you don't have to worry about your lineup they even help you fix uh, with any late scratches to your team or any injury news that comes in late and uh, they will fill that all in for you so best ball format easy as can be Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join in one right now. And the, and the best part, drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. Uh, I signed up uh, two or three weeks ago now, I think, and I got that free deposit. Uh, made a nice little bit of cash out of it. So maybe you go sign up and see what you can do with it as well. Use our promo code RVRADIO when signing up and get that free draft entry. So... You can play for real money. I did actually come out on top in my uh, league when I played on my free draft, so uh, I really enjoyed that a little bit more. So see if you can turn that free draft into to some uh, cash for yourself and uh, advance on to the rest of the season. A nice little tab to keep you ticking over. That is playdraft.com or on the Playdraft app, and the code is RV Radio. So finally, after the long off-season, we are at week one and we're ready for football. We're ready for f- more fantasy football. The perfect way to do that is with rotoviz.com and with the Rotoviz podcast channel, which is Rotoviz Radio. I am the assistant executive producer for Rotoviz Radio, and over this season, we are going to have so much great content uh, in podcast and audio form. Some great shows like this one in the pipeline and uh, coming out on a weekly basis, so you just uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel and uh, make sure you rate and review it as well. That really does help move us up the iTunes ranks and all the different ranks out there for podcasts. So, so until I'm back with another show uh, next week, I'm Colin Kelly on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, because Metro has two lines for 80, and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, 
you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.